Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Thank you very much for uh, for honouring Manchester United. I mean, uh, yeah, Tottenham Hotspur yeah, manager, yourself, Mauricio Pochettino. We're, we're 30 seconds in. <laughs> it's Love Sport Radio. Good evening. This is your Tottenham Hotspur fan show. My name is Aaron Paul. Joining me, uh, this is, we've got a special old lineup tonight. I mean, no Lee McQueen uh, in the building, but we do have Ricky Sachs. We've got, it's Jamie from Daily Hotspur. And we've got stadium specialist, Mr. Chris Cowlin, joining us. Someone I, I'm, I'm, I used to... You're just sitting there, you know, watching him on YouTube. But I feel like I'm miss, m- meeting like a celebrity, you know. I feel like I'm meeting someone, you know. You know when you meet like a soap star, like when I meet Ian Beal or someone like that? Oh, he could have done better than that. Ian, oh, fine. Um, <laughs> I could have said Phil Mitchell at least. Fre- Fred Elliott from East End, from Coronation. Oh, Do you remember him? Yeah. Fred Elliott. Yeah. Oh, I say, Ashley. Oh, I say. Um, <laughs> it's your Tottenham Hotspur fan show. Um, I would love to get straight into the action, but we got a call straight away because uh, that's just the way we do things here. Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight. Get involved with the conversation. Adam is in the USA. Adam, what part of the USA are you in, pal? Um, in the DC area, sir. Oh, good stuff. Well, Merry Christmas, greetings of the season to you. Uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, what would you like to say tonight, pal? Well, I don't know. I think you guys could cue me up with a topic. There's a lot of stuff to talk about tonight, isn't there? Well, where should we start? We've got to start about the Arsenal game, haven't we? Well, I think we're still on cloud nine here, to be honest with you, Adam. I think wonderful, wonderful result. And again, Pochettino, for all the speculation we've had about this week, you know, about commitment. And, you know, I think for Spurs, that was one of the most committed performances of the season. An unbelievable game. Players coming to the fore. We talk about players that step up to the big occasion. 
Deli Alley, Harry Kane was only on the field for 60 seconds, who played that wonderful, wonderful ball through to Deli Alley. And, you know, I'm, I still can't quite believe it. I've watched the game twice. I am going to go and watch it for a third time as well, just to make sure it has happened. But Spurs are beating the Arsenal, and revenge is sweet. Yeah, do you know what's nicest about yesterday? I think it was when, after the game, a lot of the players came out and said, we owed that to the fans because obviously... You know, at the start of the month, we obviously had a really poor result with the Emirates and they kind of felt as though they owed it to the fans and it was just so nice. And even during the game when they were, you know, Sun uh, pulling the badge, Delhi doing the same. And I think it was really nice to see a lot of passion from, from the players, which was yeah, just great to see. And it was really nice at the end of the game as well, how many players went over to the fans, gave their shirts and there was a real bond and real love uh, for all of the fans, uh, you know, from the from the team, and uh, an absolutely brilliant result. We'd only ever won once at the Emirates since it moved in, so we we deserved that. Uh, still a bit nervy at one nil, but as soon as that second goal <laughs> went in, Chris, would it? Well, and yeah, yeah. Spurs, exactly. Three four nil, we'd still be nervy. Um, but it just goes to show that um, Pochettino learnt from you know the Spot defeat on. a few weeks ago. And uh, what a fantastic win. And it was a real memorable night there last night. And I was there and the, the, all the fans just didn't stop singing. Um, atmosphere was brilliant. And, and the Spurs fans are just the best. What did you make of it, Adam? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, they didn't, they didn't show it live on TV here. So I was following the updates. But of course I enjoyed it. It was wonderful. Um, it's ridiculous to say, I know, but... Should we be looking for another centre forward so we can play Harry on the wing? I mean, his crosses are amazing. But we said about Harry before on this show, we always say that he's, for me, the complete player now. You know, beforehand, people said he was a tapping merchant, fluky goals, whatever in the World Cup, golden boot winner. Listen, this guy, if you watch him for Spurs week in, week out, it's not only his goal scoring that he's, you know, renowned for now. It's the way he can hold the ball up, bring other players into play, his passing range. I mean, Chris, I mean... We watch Kane every week. This guy now, he's grown so much as a footballer when he first came through. He's just a completely different animal now, isn't he? He does everything. And uh, you would never, ever get away with just doing one thing in a match under Pochettino. Pochettino works, um, you know, and I'm sorry to keep giving Pochettino credit, but he deserves the credit that he gets because he, he works every single player very, very hard, at, you know, every week in, week out. Um, Harry Kane, you know, he's been criticised. Oh, and he only scores tap-ins. He only does this. He only does that. He does absolutely everything. You know, name a better striker out there in the world right now. He does it all. Yeah, I mean, obviously, just his, everything about him is just perfect. I mean, the one thing I like about him the most is just his, you know, the, the amount of hard work that he's put in to get there. I, you know, he's kind of reminds me of how Ronaldo got to the top. You know, he's kind of really had to work for it. And I think that that's just such an inspiration for... You know, for anyone really, you know, it just shows you that what hard work can do and putting in the hours and in sport or whatever form of life. And I think that Harry Kane, you know, there's everything to love about Harry Kane. Adam, uh, yeah, thanks uh, for giving us a call this evening. We're going to leave it there. Adam, they're calling from uh, DC. Uh, Ricky, where do you want to start off tonight? Plenty to discuss. Well, I think just to kind of get straight into the game itself, because we've had a week of constant rumours and I know Aaron you're going to be here tonight and listen host of the show we've got a fantastic host in yourself you know we love you and you're a Man United fan you're going to ask us about Pochettino I, I, I not know really that, well <laughs> you're going to ask us about him I know you will but the, the fact of the matter is that you know on the back of a week where there's been a lot of speculation I mentioned it in the start of the show that it was one of the most committed performances of the season from Tottenham you know every player knew the meaning of that game we've even seen Danny Rose come out today and say the words that you know Arsenal celebrated that first game like they went and won the Premier League 
So to go and do what we did in their backyard and win in style was, you know, revenge at its greatest. You know, for Spurs, I'll be honest, I think we need this cup. I think Spurs do need to go on now and take this trophy seriously. And, you know, with Chelsea next, again, the question's going to be, can Spurs go on now and, you know, finally get over that line? We've had so many heartbreaks in semi-finals. This is now the opportunity for this group of players, this manager, to come together and finally get over that line. And, you know... You saw the celebrations last night, what it means to the supporters. That cup game is huge to them. And every player stepped up. Jamie spoke about players grabbing a badge. The likes of Deli Alley, you know, Hummin Son. These guys, they know what it means. And this group gets it. That's the most important thing. They do get it. You know, we questioned a couple of weeks ago, was the belief there? Was it a lack of tiredness? We have to be honest and say, we were coming off the back of a really, really horrid week for Tottenham. You know, we had games that, you know, was it that week we had Inter Milan. I'm trying to think of the, yeah, the week uh, we had. Chelsea and Chelsea. Arsenal. It was a really brutal week in terms of, you know, the, the amount of energy we put into those games. So for me, I'm still on cloud nine, as you can tell. I'm absolutely mm. buzzing and I'm so looking forward to the next couple of hours. Do you know, I think one, that one player that really kind of exemplified everything that's been going on in the last few weeks was Ben Davis. Spot on. You know, he came into that uh, into the back four in, as a central defender. He's been asked to do a job like players like Foyt, like Sissoko has, and he's another player that's come into the team and done a job when he's been asked. And I thought he was, you know, it's been fantastic in the last two games, obviously two clean sheets. And uh, yeah, I think that just says everything about the team, you know, the way that... Pochettino will he will identify someone as maybe where can you know we've got a gap in the team who can I fill it with and instead of you know maybe you know he might think oh we'll wait till January to go and buy someone he'll he'll use a player in the team that he's that that he's identified and like with Davis like with Sissoko he's used what he's got and I think that's just what I love so much about Pochettino that he's been doing. Is this the what I love most about Pochettino, Shane. <laughs> it's just sort of we're only 10 minutes in, aren't we? Long exactly, <laughs> exactly. We're only 10 minutes in. Plenty of time for you to have your say this evening. We're talking to Chris Callan about the stadium. Um, we are gonna, should we have some Christmas music as well? Because it is the last one yeah. before Christmas. It's you do whatever you it's want the last one On the back of that result, you can do whatever you want, Aaron. It's the last <laughs> one. Like, well, why I want 10 reasons why I want Pochettino. Okay. <laughs> Don't start uh, that. Right, yeah, we're going to have some uh, Christmas music. It's the last last word on Spurs. Uh for the year, isn't it? Yeah, so we're going to have uh, plenty of Christmas music, plenty of chat on the way. 0208 if you want to have your say on last night's performance. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Yeah, this is Love Sport Radio with last word on Spurs. Um, let's start with a few tweets. Um, I'm just looking back. There's, qu- there's quite a few. Um, right, let's start. From uh, Chris Brown has asked, Poch, will he leave or will he not? Do you know what? We're going to have the discussion maybe a little bit later on. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, not yet. No, yeah. we're warming up to it. Um, come on, you Spurs. YYZ has said, I hope you send, uh, spend some time talking about Gaz- uh, Paolo Gazaniga and those fierce passes up the pitch, create both goals from nothing. Chris, you were there. Paolo Gazaniga, seven games he's played for Spurs and we have won every single one of them. Um, that must say something. Um, he's got a good defence in front of him. 
No, I, no, I, he, I know he's, he, he's I know done extremely well. Obviously, for me, Hugo Lloris will always be number one. He's our captain. He's a you know superb goalkeeper. He's World Cup winner, etc. Um, but every time Gazaniga's come in, he's done a superb job. Um, made a, a fantastic save um, yesterday, which kept us in the game. Um, I like him. I really do like him. Um, I think he's got a, a good future at Spurs. I think perhaps when uh, Hugo Lloris does eventually leave Spurs, um, you know, perhaps he'll take his place. But yeah, I really, really like him. How important is it to have uh, a Spanish-speaking goalkeeper coach than Tony Jimenez, the former Atletico goalkeeper? Very important. And uh, of course, with Pochettino as well, with the Argentinian mm-hmm. connection, um, it really, really does help. Yeah, well, they're from the same, they're from the same town. so Murphy? Yeah, they, but they're, so they all know each other. So he does um, research. Come on. So uh, yeah, um, obviously that's yeah that's great. It's and a great town name, really. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what we have to bring it back to is that Gazaniga, he was assisting both the goals as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. Both from his goal kicks and listen, we make the point there. Chris says there, you know, it's seven games now. He's, we've won them all, but with Gazaniga, I just think they're. I think with the right coaching, he could go on to become the club's number one. I think like Chris says, they're spot on. Hugo Lloris, I think he's. Undoubtedly number one for the moment, but there's no reason why that competition it will only benefit Hugo as well. He knows he's I've, on his toes I found now. him a strange signing when Spur, uh, when Southampton bought him from Gillingham. found it really strange. Then when Spurs bought him from Southampton, I was like... Err. It's Poch, though. Poch you know, took him from... one of those players. But again, Pochettino love. We exactly. all love Pochettino. Look at work he's doing again. Yeah, very true. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's uh, get another tweet from the Matt Boy. He goes, uh, it's magic, you know. Yeah, we do know. Hi, chaps. Great show. Am I in the minority in thinking that all this media coverage and unnecessary bullying of hashtag mpoch leaving is pure and simply fabricated tripe? Come on, you Spurs. Well, the fact of the matter is, listen, we're going to have this discussion later in the show. We are. I think we've had a week of real intense media and he's shown me a picture. Aaron has shown me the picture of Daniel Levy and our crew with a nice glass of sherry, all together. It was a sign of unity from the club today, as you can see. After all that speculation, obviously, we're talking on a Thursday night here where we've just obviously also seen Maurizio Pochettino's press conference where it was gagged, effectively, to put it, to talk about Man United in that press conference. Listen, this story's going to run and run and run, and I don't want to be sitting here every week talking about what can happen, what can't happen. All I'm going to do is live in the now. We've had a wonderful win against Arsenal. We're going to revel in this for an hour. And listen, later in the show, by all means, we're going to have that chat and get into it. But I think now it's all about, you know, reveling in what's been a wonderful win at the Emirates. You know, only the second time we've done it. And in style as well. It was a wonderful, wonderful night. Lovely stuff. We'll be reading more of your tweets. Get them in at Love Sport Radio and at uh, Last Word on Spurs. Get them in. We'll be reading them throughout the show. 0208 70 558 is the number to call if you want to have your say. You want to talk stadium? Chris Cowlins, I'm sure, will be happy to answer your questions this evening on you know beer flow rates and, and whatnot. <laughs> Bottom pouring beers and impressive. You know, yeah, very impressive. It is actually very impressive. Um, but I tell you what, as Chris is the guest, can we uh, can we have a little bed for the uh, a Christmassy bed for the um, for the like, listener questions? Yeah, let's have a let's have a little Christmassy bed. Chris, you're the guest. Mm-hmm. You can read one first. I've got a question uh, from Ashley Porter at Ash C Porter. Can Spurs win this cup? Absolutely, we can win this yes. cup. Yeah, uh, we've got Chelsea next. Um, what better way of Pochettino to win his first trophy at Spurs, beating Arsenal? Beating Chelsea and then beating Manchester City in the final. Oh, there's there's, that, there's no yeah. better way, is there? Nope. Um, but for me, this is this is Pochettino's fifth season in charge, and all of us fans seem to want the trophies more than him. Um, he wants to go for the Premier League and the Champions League. 
we would take any trophy right now because we just want to be there in a the final. We just want to win it, win, win something. Um, but absolutely, I do think that we can win this trophy. I yeah. think the big question is, what's more important, Champions League qualification or winning a trophy? For me, I still think, and I think Pochettino thinks the same, that Champions League qualification is more important. I think in this time, obviously, with the new stadium being built, it's obviously really important that we've got that financial mm. flow from, from Champions League. So I think that's obviously the most important thing. I think as fans also, um, knowing that we're competing with the biggest clubs in Europe, I think that reaching a quarterfinals or the knockout stages of the of the Champions League even beating Barcelona is for me I think it'd be a better feeling than winning a trophy that's just my opinion I, but I mean I, best, I think it's for these group of players now where we're at now I think it's now all about getting over the line and winning something and I've always believed the fact that with this team with this manager once the first trophy we get over the line it more will follow I'm, totally I'm, I'm so sure of that mm. point because these players we're so close now we're on the brink now yeah. and I people say what, what are you on the brink of well we can see we're on the brink of success here we really are this team they believe in themselves you know we go away to go away from home destroy Man United away from home last season we did it against Chelsea we've now gone to the Emirates and done it as well this squad every year they do surprise us they do and go and get these results but the icing on the top of the cake as Chris says is now go and get that trophy but it proves as well that on our day we can beat anyone and you know, people say about um, you know no 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 strength, no depth in our squad. Mm. Uh, Pochettino's constantly rotating the squad. Look at yesterday, Harry Kane on the bench. Mm. Um, you know, they must have been laughing, thinking, "Oh no, Harry Kane um, in the starting lineup," and and we still beat them. Mm. I think I think you guys can win it, but it's good. undoubtedly it's going to be tough. You know, Chelsea aren't no mugs and City. I mean, mm. well, I, they. They could score double figures against exactly. Burton Albion, exactly. let's be fair. You know, possibly the dodgiest of dodgy draws. No, nothing. <laughs> not instigating anything, highlight anything. Um, I'll tell you what, let's read a couple more of uh, of your tweets. A great response from Chris Brown, who's picked up that picture uh, that was tweeted to us of um, of Daniel Levy, Mauricio Pochino, um, you know, just uh, in their Christmas jumpers asking wine from Sir Alex. You never know. <laughs> oh, come he's on, taken, He's taken him out for dinner before, you know. He has, he has taken Poch out for dinner. What is Chris Brown doing? Um, but yeah, Chris Brown has uh, <laughs> tweeted us that. Oh, we've had a lovely tweet from Pumpkin um, oh. at latest underscore now. Do you think Pochettino won't say he's staying at Tottenham as it may compromise a new contract, although he signed only seven months ago? I th- I t- for me, him not committing in press conferences, I think it's smart. Look, he doesn't have to say he's fully committed to the club. I think, he, obviously, he wants to keep his options open. But I think a lot of what's not reported, he does say, he does come out and say that he is happy. And I think that that, that doesn't receive a huge amount of coverage. But yeah, I th- that's just... It's going to yeah. run and run this story, Aaron. You know what I mean? We're, we're sitting here now, you know, until Man United go and appoint someone, it's going to carry on this story. And mm. the thing is, we as fans, and me and Chris having this chat on the way up here, we've just got to be focused on ourselves. Spurs, you know, we're in a great position at the moment. You know, we're third in the Premier League. You look at what Pochettino's had to put up with this season, as we know, with no summer signings, multiple injuries, players late back from a World Cup. He's still getting this team over the line. A massive result again against Arsenal. And now we're in the semi-finals of a cup that we can win. And, you know, we talk about Chelsea coming up over two legs. Look at the way we beat them at the bridge last season. Yeah. Look at the way we beat them at Wembley this season. This Spurs team have got enough about them to now go and do that again they have indeed uh jace thfc1976 said just off my christmas party uh aaron sorry to miss tonight's show have a great one and don't discuss potch 
Yeah. Doing well so far, aren't you? Yeah, How are we exactly, doing exactly. We've only been here 20 minutes, and uh, he has been the uh, focal point of it. If you want to talk about the stadium, you want to talk about the game yesterday, what a finish by Deli Alley. You want to talk about that, oh. you want to talk about his performance, 0208 7020 at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Uh, yeah, plenty of more to talk about tonight. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Are you paying way too much for your energy bills and insurance? You could be saving hundreds of pounds by shopping around. Find out just how much you could save by going to a spokesmanset.com. Search for the cheapest deals on your energy bills and the best value for your home, car and travel insurance. Don't take our word for it. There's hundreds of a spokesman said customers who have saved big. Brian from Derbyshire saved £400 on his energy bills. Jim in Glasgow whopping £600. Kurt from Surrey saved over £300 on his home insurance. And Tony from Northampton saved a massive £2,800 on his energy bills. Don't pay the price for not shopping around. Visit spokesmansaid.com and you could be saving money on your bills in time for Christmas. With a spokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Yeah, this is Love Sport Radio with your Tottenham Hotspur fan show. Um, who's reading one? Is Jody from Jody from, from Daily Hotspur? Hotspur. Yeah, it's my turn. Um, so I've got a question from Chris Lawton. Uh, that's at Indigo underscore Lawton. Delhi's goal tonight was pure class. Cool as they come. My new favourite goal against Arsenal. In, uh, yeah, sun celebration. Delhi's response to being hit by a bottle. What was your favourite moment from the game if you had to choose one? Um, look, first of all, on Delhi's goal, I thought, you know, that is Delhi Ali personified. You know, it was that late run into the box. It was a fantastic run. It was just a cool, calm head uh, when he's, you know, he's got so much time to think about it and just such a classy finish. And that, that's just what Delhi Ali is. He's just a class player. Um, for me, um, for me, I've watched that goal so many times. It's becoming a bit ridiculous how many times I've watched that. I'm so, so for I'm so... me, it is, it's definitely Delhi Ali's goal. The Harry came on for me. Harry Kane at White Hart Lane. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. always oh, going to be like that guy. And it's a celebration as well. Yeah. When he takes the mask off, you're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's cool. Guy. But do you know what? That moment will always be slightly tarnished by Alexis Sanchez going on yeah. to equalise. So that probably, that for me, that would have been probably the greatest ever Spurs goal. One of them. One of them, certainly. But yeah, unfortunately, it was slightly slightly scarred by uh, Alexis Chris, Sanchez. Chris, would you agree that's the greatest ever Spurs goal? Um... It, it felt good. And that time, didn't it? It felt yeah. very, very good. And I tell you what, Deli Alley, he's a big, uh, he's a big game player, mm. and he always performs in these games uh, against Chelsea, against Arsenal, um, big, team. big teams, Liverpool, you know, City, Real Madrid. He does it. He does it. Yeah, does it every time. Yep. yep. Yeah, for sure. But Sonny, guys, let's bring it on to Sonny's first goal because I tell you something about Sonny. Listen, we love him, and we said before on him that sometimes what lets him down, I think, from being perceived as being, you know, this world-class forward maybe is that the fact that when he's in front of goal one-on-one he's not clinical enough and I'll be honest when he's put through one-on-one against Arsenal I I wasn't sure but the way he tucked that ball away it was a wonderful wonderful finish and again Dele Alli 
providing the ball. So he scored mm. one, set up the other one, and Sonny, his celebration, the way he, like I say, Chris, he grabbed that badge, you know. Yeah. How much Sonny at this club, he's, he's just adorable, isn't he? You can't help but when you see him, you smile. Yeah, absolutely. He makes everybody smile. He's such a, a lovely character. Um, great with the fans. He even went over to give his shirt to a, a Korean fan yesterday, and they, they passed the Korean flag back to him. It was a, <laughs> a lovely moment at the end of the game. Um, but he missed a very similar chance against Barcelona. That's right. Um, yeah. away. Spot on. So, yeah. so when he was through, I had full confidence. I thought he's yeah. never going to miss another one like that. And yeah. when he when he put the ball away, his lovely finish and yeah, fans fans went wild. Mm. I think Great it was moment. brilliant that we could rest Harry Kane yesterday oh, and, yeah. and for Son to step up. Yeah. I think it just shows how important he is for this team. But Jay, so. how many times has he done it this season, Sonny? Exactly. You know, when Kane exactly. has been on the bench, yeah. Sonny, there's been so many times where he steps up. And that's what I love about him. You can rely on him. You've got Mora now, you've got Lamella, you've got players that can come off the bench and mm. can change games. We had Ericsson resting the other week. You know, Ericsson, again, pivotal to this Spurs team. You look at this Tottenham squad now, and I'll be honest with you, I, you know, Okay, yeah, I still feel we can improve it, but maybe I now look back and reflect and think maybe this squad, yeah, we have got options that mm. I didn't believe we did have in attacking areas. I mm. think we're very, very lucky to have the players we've got. What was different between Arsenal in the league and Arsenal last night? I think it was the run of games. I think that ultimately Arsenal came down to it just being a step too much. I know Jason spoke about um, you know producing three high-intensity games in the space of eight days or whatever it was. Um, that's so tough. And I think Arsenal... Arsenal looked so much fresher than us. They, you know, they played midweek and they rested a huge amount of their players because they were out. I don't know what country it was. Um, and yeah, I just think it, ultimately it came down to fatigue, that defeat um, Yeah, in the league. Well, plus Arsenal uh, celebrated like they'd won you know, the, <laughs> the, the, the title that day. I'm trying to be diplomatic here. <laughs> All that energy though, that's been taken out of them. You've got Gwendouzi in the car and God. Yeah, and I think that every single Spurs player looked at that and thought, no way mm. is that happening again for this cup game. We are going to win it. And when I saw Danny Rose was captain last night, mm. when, the, when, the, when the team lineup come out and I saw Danny Rose was captain, I knew that we were going to fight because Danny Rose um, against Arsenal... You know, he made his debut against Arsenal, scored, and he he just has something about Arsenal um, that just makes him just perform that extra ten mm. percent and give it all. It's a year and a half since he he made those comments, Danny Rose, about you know want a new contract after Car Walker left for Man City. You know, come out, I want more money, etc., etc. Has he worked his way back into Spurs fans' hearts? Well, let me tell you something. This is his third game in a row now, Danny Rose, and I've said this point on this show numerous times on the last one of Spurs podcast that if Danny can keep himself fit. And he's mentally in the good frame of mind. There's no reason why he won't go back to being one of the best left backs, not only in the country, but across Europe. I believe that because in that 15, 16 season, lads, that we watched him, you know, under Poch, he was the best left back in the Premier League by a country mile. And the problem with Danny is he's had injury after injury and he's obviously, that's taken a massive toll on him. He's had the mental effect as well. I think, listen, he's outspoken sometimes, but... You can't help but love him when he comes mm. out with some of the quotes he said ahead of this, oh, on the back of this Arsenal game and said, "Look, mm. they celebrated like they went and won the league." And karma. But do you think? Do you think he does? Back. Do you think he comes out and speaks like that because he feels so passionately about the club? I think yeah, a lot of the issues yeah. that he comes and raises, I think, because he is genuinely feels passionate about the club. You know, he's been here. You know, he, he joined obviously joined our youth academy, so he knows the whole club, and he obviously mm. loves the whole club, and he plays like he loves the club. Um, so I, I, I think obviously him speaking out of turn, I think he kind of, you know, he mirrors a lot of um, a lot of what uh, Spurs fans think. So I, I, I don't mind him personally speaking out of turn sometimes. And, and, and of course, we all want to see our team being passionate. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. And uh, well, 
by the way, chaps, the last time you knocked Arsenal out of the League Cup, you actually went on to won it. Win it, won it. Went on to won we'll it. We'll take either, though. Win it. Win it, won it. Well, if that means we win <laughs> it, we'll take it. What an absolute balls up that was. Yeah, you went on to win it. 2008. So, it could be a... Uh, it could be a sign. Ten years on, you never know. It might be. Uh, it might be a, a trophy uh, for Spurs. We've had another tweet in. We're going to read it after a short pause at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Get on it with us. Uh, come on and, and discuss Pochettino. Come on and discuss Danny Rose, Deli Ali, Hyun Ming. So, what do these players mean to you? You know th- this sort of great ethic, this team ethic, this work ethic that that Poch has instilled into into Spurs fans. You know, it shone through last night. I was thoroughly impressed with us. I thought they were so efficient at what they did. And, you know, deadly when they need to be deadly and efficient and, and, and confident and strong when they needed to be like that. So, yeah, come on and talk to us tonight. 0208 70 20 From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. Ask this question on like a few shows this week. What is your favourite Christmas song? Oh, you put me on the spot now. Um, I would have probably said oh, I was in like, last Christmas when Jamie from Daddy Hotspur. Bloody hell! Um, do you know what? I'm going to go the same. I, I quite enjoy that one actually. So I'm going to go the same. Chris, the same. I can't think of one, so I'll go with the same. Big Christmas fans. Boning out for me. Boning out <laughs> for me. Uh, Brooks is on the line. Uh, regular quarter show. How are you, Brooks? Great, how y'all doing? Oh, we're, we're good. Very What's good, your favourite you. Christmas song? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Is it Last Christmas by uh, Wham? <laughs> uh, what's that Christmas song that uh, they're like... Da, 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 da. I love that one. I don't know how it goes. <laughs> I don't know. What we'll do is we'll clip that up and put it on social media <laughs> and ask it to Twitter. Yeah, How about that? Radio, <laughs> there you go, producer Paddy. You got another one for socials, mate. You can you can stick that one on. Ask uh, ask what that Christmas song is. Brooks, what did you make of uh, of of yesterday? I uh, loved it. Actually, uh, one of my best friends just decided to start following Premier League, and he uh, unfortunately decided to be an Arsenal fan. And yesterday Ooh. was the first game he got to watch. So uh, love that. Getting to text him about it, but. Um, Deli Alley's goal was class. Uh, Love that. But I uh, I had a question about the upcoming uh, fixtures, um, especially with Sun going to play for Asia and uh, all the injuries going on. What are we going to kind of do with what is it like six games between the twenty third and then January eighth? Well, so is it good uh, point? You, all those injuries yeah. and all those games. Mm. Uh, what do y'all see happening with that? And then on the back of that, is there any chance that we move into the stadium before the Champions League? Chris? Well, I think it's highly likely at the moment that we'll be moving in in the start of February, either um, the Leicester or the Newcastle game. Um, Very excited, extremely excited um, to get in there. I was very fortunate to go in there on Sunday and have a look around, and the videos and the pictures just don't do the place justice. It is absolutely incredible i've been to stadiums all over the world and i've never been in in one like it and i'm not just biased saying that because i'm a spurs fan it was just absolutely unreal um there were six thousand people um went in there everyone was absolutely buzzing 
Um, and the thought of getting into that stadium and, and seeing Spurs in there, I, I truly cannot wait. It will just be one of those moments that we will uh, always remember. Just to pick up on your point, Brooke, about Humin Son. Now, as we understand things in terms of the the Korean, call, sorry, South Korea calling him up, um, the possibility is that he may miss the League Cup final second against Chelsea as well as potential FA Cup fourth round tie. Um, along with Fulham, Watford and probably Newcastle. So it is a big blow. You know, Sonny has shown this season that when Spurs have tried to rest Kane, that he has had the ability to come in, step up, score goals. So not having Son as an option is a concern. But then you look at who else it gives an option to, the likes of Mora, likes of Lamella. You know, this Spurs squad mm. now do have players that have got the capability to set, step up. And Jamie, as we always say, it's competition for places. Yeah, exactly. I think the biggest thing, I think a point to make, is that we always seem to come good over the Christmas period. I think mm. this is where Pochettino's tough training regimes of getting the players in peak condition, I think that this is where we've always seemed to have stepped up under Pochettino. So, um, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how we do. But, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty confident. Brooks, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. And Merry Christmas as well. Uh, and, a, and a very happy New Year to you. Thank you very much uh, for calling this evening. Let's go to the lines once again. Will uh, joins us now. How are you, Will? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Thanks for uh, for joining us. Uh, what have you got to say this evening? Well, so I, uh, I don't know... I, uh, kind of what's been said on the show so far. Uh, is Jason there today? Jason isn't here today. No, he's he's missed a good week though, uh, hasn't he? Poor Jason. <laughs> well, he's he's celebrating and dancing somewhere, that's for sure. Well, it is his Christmas party tonight, uh, so I hope he is, Will. <laughs> oh, is that right? Okay. Well, look, I, I, I'm still buzzing after that incredible performance yesterday. And uh, I, uh, I made a note. I had to sneak away from work and just call in. And uh, just just talk about how excited I am, how proud I am to be a Spurs fan. And, uh, you know, I think in years ago, you know, years and decades will pass and we will look back on this period as a golden period. I think the same way that older Spurs fans look back on the Nicholson era, we're going to look back on the Pochettino era. What he's doing with this team is there, there aren't enough words. It's just extraordinary. And, you know, one thing that I, I don't really think has, got, has really gotten enough attention, you know, I wonder if he is changing the whole model on which contemporary European football is based. Because the model right now is based on transfers. And the, and the way that you improve the team is to go out and buy somebody else. You know, you, you, you discard the parts that aren't working and you buy somebody new in the hope that it's going to work. And not, and not having the funds to do that, or for whatever reason, the fact that he has to work with this team, and he is making every single player better and better, it, it's, it's really unprecedented, right? Hmm. I'd, I'd, you know what? I'd, I want to just jumping on that I think you really sort of articulated the point very well about Pochettino you know we're, we're talking a lot about coaches in in this um in this era you know clubs going around and let's talk about the manager of America and I'm not going to talk about Mourinho I'm not going to talk about you know Louis van Holt I'm going to talk about your Allardyces your Pardews people like that people who you know 
clubs will continually turn to at this time of year to go and save them, who operate on a case of, all right, let's go and bring in two, three trusted generals who'll do the job and let's play a certain style of football, which is just going to basically get us to bare minimum, scrape us you know, to safety and carry on. Pochettino, I feel, is someone who's got a long-term vision, someone who I feel has got a long-term plan, someone who sees development in people, who can get the best out of certain players. There's certain Spurs players there who I think without Pochettino may struggle, um, who wouldn't get as much of a look in. I think you've seen the best of someone like Eric Lamella because of Mauricio Pochettino, someone who, let's be fair, hasn't really lit up the stage but has continued to work hard and to continue to give you those performances. I think he's developed Harry Kane into a very, 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 very good player, probably the best striker in the world. I think he's worked hard with Deli Ali. Danny Rose has come back. Danny Rose, under Jose Mourinho, and sorry I've just mentioned him yet, under Jose Mourinho, he would have had his toes cut off or something like that. <laughs> something, you know, extraordinary. He would have been frozen. He would have done a Luke Shaw. He would have done a Luke Shaw, let's be fair. You come out with that, Mourinho will go, now, mate, see you later with the reserves. Pochettino, it feels, has treated him, and I wanna, I'm not going to say like a parent because that might seem patronising, but he's sort of treated him like a parent, shown him, you know what, you've done wrong, this is the way we're going to do it, and you know what, slowly, slowly, I'm going to show you my way back. Look at players like Foyth. Foyth, you know, would he go into another top six, top four Premier League club and, and start straight away? No. Pochettino's done that staggered start, brought him back slowly, and, and has got the best out of him. What's going to be interesting, though, is when you've got a player like Moussa Dembele, who's obviously, let's be fair, on the way out, on his way, you know, towards the end of his Spurs career, how he replaces him, if he replaces him, you know, and, and what he does going forward. I think the guy's a genius, personally. That's my opinion. But I respect what he does, for what he's done for Spurs as a football team. Wow, what a coach. What a guy. He is the future. He is the benchmark. Like Mourinho was 10, 15 years ago at Porto and at Chelsea, this guy is the future. Mm. I think, look, given the circumstances, the job that he has done, that, like the limitations that he's faced, for me, I think the job that he has done at Spurs, is. I think it's worth a trophy. You know, Although he hasn't won one, I think it's as good as winning a trophy. How he's managed to... Um, He's kind of basically at the moment he's been the glue for this, you know, the whole club because obviously, you know, there's been a lot of off-field issues with the stadium and it's obviously been quite tough. But for him and obviously limited transfers, for him to be able to to come in and he's really somehow managed to, you know, keep the whole thing feeling positive. We said, you know, we said we feel so proud to be a Spurs fan right now. But the fact that we didn't have, you know, we've obviously got delays with the stadium, limited transfers. The fact that we still feel so positive, I think it just pays absolute testament to what Pochettino has done. And, and we're all in such a good mood uh, for most of the time um, <laughs> under, under, under Pochettino, which is great. Um, but he, he has done a, a fantastic job. He, he, he adapts players. He works extremely hard with players. You only have to look. What other Premier League manager shakes um, the hand of every player when they walk off the pitch? Mm. He shakes their hand. He hugs them. Um, it is like a father figure, as you say, Aaron. Um, it's, it's lovely to watch. After every game, I applaud the team off the pitch, and it's just lovely to look down and see Pochettino with the players. It is just a, a, a lovely moment, and all of those players have full respect for him. He respects them because he asked them to do a job and they do it exactly how he wants it. And 
you know, I just hope that the trophies do come because you're you're right in what you've said. Um, I think all of us will look um, at this period as a as a golden era. You know, some of the away days, some of the home games, the Champions League. Um, we've had some super super moments. You know, moments that I will remember for the rest of my life. Um, and I just hope that the trophies do come soon because we we want to remember the glory days. What I love about them is also, I've got to say, is that even that game last night, the Arsenal game, to Spurs fans, that's the epitome to go there and win. Look how calm he is at full time. Mm. Look at the way he is. It's just another win to him. And it says, to fans, obviously, that means everything to us, that game. But that's what I love about him. He's nothing like a, a Klopp or a Mourinho. He, it's all about the team. It's all about putting the group of players first. And listen, that's the biggest thing here, that these players, they adore him. They do. They say, And Jamie made the point there, he's the glue to this squad. I think let's not kid ourselves that... A lot of these players, you know, as much as they love obviously playing for Tottenham and they love, you know, putting on that shirt, a lot of them love playing for Pochettino as well. And we have to bear that in mind. He's a special, special manager. And I'm just so proud and pleased we've got him at our football club. Well, I hope you're enjoying this um, this sort of like outpouring of emotion, pal. <laughs> we love him. Well, yeah. And I tell you, and he is, a, you know, and good point, Ricky. He is the walking definition of class, right? I mean... I'm, I'm, it's just, I'm just so proud that he's, he's with our team. Uh, you know, just you know, a couple of final thoughts. One, if you would have told me that Musa Sissoko would be <laughs> unquestionably in our best 11, mm. yeah. you know, six months ago, I would have told you you were crazy. Mm. But he is undroppable, right? Uh, yeah, totally. I, and, I totally agree, and, yeah. Oh, go on, Will. And, and the other thing I would say is I would take our big three of, of Kane, Delhi, and Erickson. I tell you what, man, I think over, over any other in Europe. They are, you know, for the next five years, if I could have anybody, I want those three guys because they're going to lead the way and there's going to be a lot of trophies to come if this group stay together. Oh, right. love it. I, I love that positivity. Well, appreciate the optimism. But very quickly, do you have a favorite Christmas song? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of Fairy Tale in New York. Oh, yes, the old classic, the old classic. Good work. Yeah. Uh, compliments of the season to you, Will. Thank you for joining us. 0208 70 20 558 is the number to call. We're going to take a short pause. On the way back, I've got so many tweets to read out. Love Sport, 558 AM. Big tune, don't you think? Huge tune. Yeah. Who who, who sang that? Oh my, no, I never know this. Chris? <laughs> John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Can't believe you. Can't We're believe. all too young. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie from Daily Oxford, he's only 12. <laughs> no, I look, I he look still gets that. in on a kid season ticket. What are you on about? <laughs> Uh, Simon James uh, outside the Spurs said Sky Sports report on asking about the speculation when they started it and insist on perpetuating it they really are incredible let's just talk about that press conference today. I want to give some credit to the Spurs press officer oh, it's amazing because yeah. Simon Philstein can I just say Simon yeah, Philstein shout out Simon well fair done play. Fair, fair play to you I've seen other press officers um, I'm not going to name any names I'll tell you in the break you know press officers of massive clubs 
who will go there, who will control the press conference, but who will be walked over by by press. I've seen them, you know, they'll they'll shout last question and then the press will keep going and going and going. You know, but fair play to him for stepping in and just going, hold it a minute, and just, you know, laying down the law. And and I've got to give I've got to give props to him for that. And fair, you know, it's right as well. Why should they come in and asking questions about Manchester United when he's there to preview a game or review a game or do whatever he's doing? He's there to do his job in terms of Pochettino, in terms of to answer questions about the game going forward, ask him about the game going forward. I think as Spurs fans anyway, and I don't know if the boys will agree me here, that we do feel that maybe the media have always got a target with Tottenham. They're Absolutely. always looking to put something on us. If it's not about the manager, mm. it's about one of our players. There always seems to be a narrative that there's always something wrong at Tottenham. There's always something going on, you know, and we've had to, I think, just learn to live with it. And I think that's a great thing about being a Spurs fan because you end up becoming this kind of siege mentality where you all kind of come together and you all just say, look, look what, we're, look what we're achieving. Under all these limitations, under all these restrictions, we're still going out there, getting the results. And obviously now this is a tough one because the link, whether we like it or not, it's going to be hanging around for as long until... Well, you know, until May, until June. Well, and the thing is that I say, it sounds mad. Even if Pochettino, and like Jason said this to me as well the other week, even if Poch comes out and denies it, you don't think another journalist in a week's time is not going to bring it up again. So... I feel like at the moment he's down if he does, he's down if he doesn't. Mm. It, it's a real difficult one for him. And I think Simon Felstein, press officer at Tottenham, deserves all the credit in the world. 100%. Because you're, you're right there. He's there to preview Everton. The press conference should be about Everton and rejoicing on a wonderful performance against Arsenal. That's what it should be about. You're saying that you're saying that the press try to stick something on you. Try having Paul Pogba in your midfield, mate. <laughs> uh, Bobby Spurs Cunningham has tweeted out last one on Spurs. Saying, Do you think Sonny would make a great captain? Hashtag come on you Spurs. Um, I never like I never like the the captain to be high at the pitch. I'd always prefer it to be a defender or uh, a, a a goalkeeper. Sorry. Um, although I'm saying that, I I could see perfectly well seeing uh, Harry Kane as a captain. But um, I, I think going forward, I mean, maybe Danny Moses. I don't know whether he'd be a long term option. As, I think Harry Kane. I think Harry. Kane. I, I, I was Chris, a bit, at the end of the day, yeah. Chris. Well, I think we've got a lot of leaders now. Hundred percent. A lot of leaders in, yeah. in the Tottenham team, and and again, I know I know I keep uh, you know sharing the love of Pochettino, but he's he's he's, uh, he's making everybody G- into a leader. Give it to Sissoko. That's what <laughs> I say. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Andy is on the line from Watford. How are you, Andy? Evening, gents. How you doing? Hello, Andy. Yeah, good, how are you? Good to hear from you, pal. Just wanted to say, first up, absolutely love the pod, guys. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you, Andy. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Just wanted to bring up about uh, all the United speculation with Pochettino. Uh, I know you've spoken about this before, but do you not think if we're going to try and be a top club and sit at the top table, is it not now time for us just to say no? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that. But also, the fact of the matter is that, you know, we can say no, but Pochettino's also got to want to stay at the club as well. It works both ways. I think it's always a difficult one because if a manager wants to go... I don't know if you can force him to stay, but listen, with Poch, you know, he's come so far now with his group of players that with mm. United, if we've been honest with you, Andy, that's a real rebuilding job there. And he's gone through that at Spurs already. And now he's at a point where he's so close now and on the brink. Does he want to go and chuck all that away to have to go through that whole process again? So if you look at Man United, it's like going into a house and having to kind of do the guttering, go change the whole house completely. I'm just trying to put it in a different analogy for you. I just think now it's he's so close. Why go and chuckle that away where it would be, I think, unfinished business because I reckon the next person that comes in, if they did get success at Tottenham, mm. then it would be unfair on Potch because he's been the one that's put all, all the foundations work. in place, Andy. Do you not think? Yeah, it's all his work. All it, it, it's all the work that he's put into the squad and bringing through all those players. 
Mm. And I think the point on bringing through the players is, you know, a lot of the arguments are saying, look, he's going to go to Real Madrid or Manchester United and he's going to have a huge amount of money to spend. But is he? he's not a manager that's spot like that. He likes, spot. you know, he, he, he's yeah, a project manager. Yeah, you brought that up on the pod before. Is he the sort of manager that can deal with the massive egos in the dressing room? I, th- I think they'll be cleared out. I, th- I can see Paul Pogba if he does go to United. And, you know, obviously, Andy... I want that to happen. I'm a Manchester United fan. You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Everyone on this pod knows I'm a United fan. I can see there being a big clear-out. I can see there being a massive clear-out by the time he gets there. And I think Paul Pogba's head of that list, you know. But I think it's very disrespectful to Tottenham Hotspur Football Spot Club. On. The fact that, why would Pochettino want to go to Man United? Why not? But why? Why not? I, we're a football club. Because he's at a better club at the moment. With all due respect, with, with all due, with all due respect, with all due respect, and and I'm not saying this to Spurs fans. I'm saying this to Arsenal fans, the Liverpool fans, etc. Mm. Especially Liverpool fans, because they go on about how Klopp's playing the greatest football. Klopp's, you know, God's foster son and whatnot. He's great. Blah blah blah. They're playing the best football. They're going to win the league, etc. etc. Great, lovely, cool. United are going through the worst period in their modern history. But yeah, and they're still winning trophies. But Pochettino has spent hardly any money at Tottenham. Yeah. Um, he develops players. He yep. works very, very hard with players. Yeah. So what do you want him to do? Go to Old Trafford. Go to Old Trafford and get spend, the best out of Rashford. And spend no, 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 no. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. Get the best out of Rashford. Get the best out of Martial. Get the best out of Lingard. Get the best out of Herrera. The best out of Bailly. The best out of Shaw. And he will. Let me say something about Pochettino. I don't think he likes ego players. I think he totally likes to have players that you know abide by what he says, follow a plan, follow his structure, follow his philosophy. And there's a lot of those players in that Man United dressing room. They want it their own way. A lot. A lot of them. And that means what Pochettino's got to I go th- in there. But, but the biggest one... so many feathers, Aaron. Does Rick, he want to go through that The biggest, all the biggest again? one is Pogba. The biggest yeah, one is Pogba. I agree, he's but the does he want to go through all that again? Because he's, he's got to a point now with Spurs that he's got the squad he wants. He's put so much work into getting this Spurs squad to where he has. A lot of these players that have committed to him, Harry Kane, Deli Ali, you know, endless players, Hummin Son, Eric Lamella, all these players have committed to Pochettino and the club because they see a long-term plan with Pochettino. 100%. So therefore... I said he's a long-term plan manager he before. Is, but that's what I'm saying to you. A lot of these players are committing because of him. I don't think, because of the man he is, the loyalty he shows, I don't think he's going to want to leave Tottenham. I don't think he will. We, we will have to wait and see. It, it's it's gonna rumble on. It always it, it will. always will. It will rumble on. Um, Andy, very quickly, we've got about twenty seconds. What's your favourite Christmas song, pal? Gotta be the Pogues. Oh yeah, great shot, great shot. Thank you very much, pal. Uh, seasons greetings. To your apologies, we've got to cut the call short. Uh, we have got to go uh, to the news. Raven's waiting as well. Raven, we will be back with you as soon as uh, the news finishes. It's Love Sport Radio with Last Word on Spurs. We haven't even read out after tweet. We've got so much to do here tonight. At Last Word on Spurs, we are going to all have a mince pie and a bit of a calm down. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Cut. <laughs>
Where's, where's my favourite bit? It's coming up. Anyway, can I just say, I went actually on YouTube and listened to this song. Have you noticed on YouTube they've taken it up like a key and it's like really fast as well? I think we should get that one. We should get that one. It's really, really fast. Definitely. My favourite bit of this song is coming up, by the way. We have to wait yeah, for it, don't we? It, it, this is the message to Poch this season. <laughs> here, here we go, Paddy. Jack, go. jack it up, jack it up. Win the cup, win the cup, win the cup. <laughs> it's, the banter bit is when they actually say Wembley, Wembley. No, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. You, you just bring that down when, when they say Wembley. Uh, it's Love Sport Radio. Good evening. This is Last Word on Spurs. My name is Aaron Paul. Delighted to be joined uh, by Ricky Sachs, the boy who don't like mince pies, Jamie from Daily Hotspur, and Chris Cowlin. How's the mince pie? Any good? Good, very they're, good. They're all right. Very good, thank you. Yeah. Producer Paddy's, was, was yours all right? Yeah, nice one. Ricky's been at the Biscuits. Uh, it's a bit of a festive atmosphere this evening on Love Sport Radio. One man who has been holding on so long. I mean, I just I feel for him. Lucky he's got the old unlimited minutes on his package. Is, uh, is Ruven. <laughs> How are you, Ruven? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Unlimited package is, is, is an excellent thing to have. Good man. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> Good man. Talk to us. Yes, uh, I'm, 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 I'm well. Although I was gutted that we didn't get to meet up on Wednesday for the Love Sport Radio last word on Spurs. Da- Christmas shenanigans don't to worry. see the, you know, watching the Arsenal end game. Don't worry, Come don't worry. Well, end of season, we're, we're going to try and organise one, maybe in January, maybe in February. But you know what it was? It was simply a case of uh, Ricky had ballsed up. So, you know what? I was up for it, but <laughs> blame Ricky, you know? You can blame me. Double yeah, booked. I know. Yeah, yeah, Ricky then said to me, he goes, yeah, he had, a, he had some kind of shindig to go to, so he couldn't make it, you know? But yeah, anyway, I, the reason I'm calling, oh yeah, by the way, I hear that Chris Cowlin's on. Chris really enjoyed your video, your YouTube video of the um, of your visit to the uh, to the Spurs to the new Spurs ground. It looked Thank you. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, so yes, the, the the Pochettino. Okay, the way I see it is that um, my heart says he's not going to go, but my head kind of says um, that he will, and I'm kind of like thinking it's 55, 45, 60, 40 that that he leaves. And yes, Ricky, you gave some excellent points as to why he shouldn't leave and why he should stay at Manchester United. But in the end, the fact of the matter matter is there is a food chain when it comes to football. And at at the moment, however much they are in a mess, Manchester United are at the apex of that food chain and we're not quite there yet. And um, But I think what maybe worries us is, oh, will it all go disastrously wrong if Pochettino leaves? However, the way I see it, Obviously, if we make the right choice when it comes to our next manager, I don't see there'll be much of an issue. And there's only one man I want to be our next manager if Pochettino goes, and that's Eddie Howe. I think Eddie Howe would be an excellent choice. I think his philosophy is, you know, he's developed play. If you look at his Bournemouth team, a lot of those players that were in the Bournemouth team um, now in the Premiership came up with him from League One. You know, so he's got, he's got a track record of developing players. He's got a similar kind of philosophy. So I think that he would be absolutely excellent in that regard. Let's put that one out to Chris. Raven, I don't, I don't even um, think that you should be talking about other managers at Tottenham Football Club. Um, Pochettino is here to stay for a long time. I think we will have... I hope a, you're right. I think I we'll have a lot right. of good times under him. And I, I, I just don't see uh, the logic. I don't, I don't see why a lot of Spurs fans, fans will, will think that Pochettino would want to leave, um, regardless of how much money he'd be paid. You know, why? I, I just cannot see why on earth someone would take the Manchester United job um, in his position. We're about to move into a brand new stadium. Uh, we're going through some really exciting times. He's built a, a fantastic 
uh, base of players over the you know it's his fifth season in charge, and we get better and better. Um, there is no way on this planet that he will be leaving this season. Anyway. I hope you're right. And may I we just add this, this go, season. Just on the back of that Arsenal is, performance, Raven. Go on that Arsenal game. You know about commitment and about team yeah, ethic and yeah, teamwork. Yeah. Don't tell me that's not a, that wasn't a committed performance against Arsenal because every player came off that pitch and worked their Absolutely. socks off. Absolutely. And our players will not lose that commitment and they will not lose that focus because Pochettino has, you know, has ingrained that into them. Yeah, and, you know, but, you know, I, I, Chris, Ricky, I'm hoping that you are right and I am blatantly wrong. <laughs> Yeah, and you can, and, and when you, and, and if we have another shindig in in, in in July, you guys can throw pelters at me and say, Ravin, what the hell are you talking about? But yeah, I, what were you talking about? What kind of nonsense are you talking about? Were you on the Christmas grog or something? But I think but, it's changed. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I I grew up in the the eighties, nineties, and of course in the nineties, Manchester United won virtually every match. You know, a great great team. Mm-hmm. You know, they won a lot of Premier League titles. I think it's changed now. Are Manchester United? Are, you know, are they a big club? They're not challenging oh, for the... Oh, come on. They're not oh, challenging no, no, for the no, title. No, 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 come on. They are a big club. You can't say is someone a, a big club. Oh, Liverpool are a big club. They haven't won a, they haven't won a trophy in how many but years? But over the last few years... Yes, yeah, United have won more than Liverpool. United have won more than Spurs. United have won more than Arsenal. Don't know what happened to them. Right. But who's a big club? Who's a big club? You can't turn around and go, oh, they're a big club. People are still talking about Newcastle and West Ham yeah, as big yeah, clubs. But in, in 2000, I wasn't even alive when they last won trophies. In, in 2018, um, Spurs or Manchester United? Manchester United. No way. Manchester United no way. for the pedigree. No because way. with all due respect, with all due respect, and you, you know... If I you, love if, you guys, and you know what? I come on here to be to be impartial, but obviously I have to wade in now fully. You know, <laughs> let's, here let's be let's be fair. If you compare trophies. Spurs have won what, nothing compared to Manchester United. Yeah, if you compare, you know, the football you're playing, great. But then again, scousers compare the football Aaron, they're playing. Jurgen Klopp's won yeah, nothing for I the past few years. And he's, oh my Listen, God, he's brilliant. I'm not going to sit here and try and give you a comparison that Spurs are a bigger club than Man United. I'm not going to do that because that's ridiculous. I'm not going to sit here and try and say that to you. But what I'm trying to say to you is that if you're going to compare the two clubs and where they are at the moment, yeah. I just think it's just... Pochettino having to go back into what he went through at Spurs when he first joined, having to go and I said, as I gave you that analogy, he's having to regut the whole place right from the very start. He's just he's at a point now with Spurs that he's got the squad he wants now. He's had to work four four years, five years. He's got every player that he wants there is his player. Okay, fine, 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 fine. He's got every player he wants now. Yeah, where Spurs in the league right now? I'm serious. You're third. You're third in the league. How far off winning the Premier League title, Spurs? Well, we're at the moment we're six points. Is it six? No, seven? no, no, no. But how mean... far off? In, in your opinion, you've got Man City spending, Liverpool spending, Chelsea will spend in the mm-hmm. summer. Arsenal, we don't know. Let's. I'm. I'm going to rule them out right now because if they spend 40, 50 well, million, I'll ask you, you the question. Let me, let me put it back to you. How far is, are you away from Man City? Because how, far, how far are United away? How far are you? How far are United away? I'd say with three players. But I think given the three players, but a lot of them have to be binned at the moment. We we have an, an excessively mm. big squad at the moment. Full of rubbish. But there's no he guarantee be because the thing with Pochettino is that, listen, people. I love him, but let's be honest about it, Pochettino is linked to Man United. He hasn't won anything yet. And you know, that's me. And I love the man. But also the thing what makes me laugh is with this whole media narrative at the moment is everyone's quick to label Pochettino as, you know, he's not good enough. He doesn't win trophies. Now suddenly yeah. everyone's now championing him to go to Man United. And it's like, well, hold on a second. You were telling us a couple of weeks ago, he doesn't win trophies. He's not good enough for a top job. And suddenly now the Man United job is coming up. Everybody's linking him to it. I just think... 
You can't win as Spurs fans. You really can't win. If he's good enough one week, one week he's not good enough. Next week he's good enough for a Man United job. I just think, come on. There's one reason, one outlining reason that I'd want him as Manchester United manager. And that's what I said before. The guy's got a long-term plan. He's not a fly-by-night merchant. He's not a Jose. He's not a Louis van Gaal. He's not looking for a payoff. He's there to build something for the long term. And that's what you look at and you think, you know what? Yeah. Don't Don't forget. Don't forget. You know, United hired a, an obscure Alex Ferguson. Don't get me wrong, he won the Cup Winners' Cup with, with Aberdeen and, you know, he was a, a striker in Scotland. But this is a guy who run pubs on the side, you know, you know, to, to because football wasn't paying enough. He, he they they hired him, you know, after after having Ron Atkinson, who arguably was, a, was well, he still is a, a famous guy, let's be fair, you know, he was a known football manager. And they, he had a job to do. It took him five years to rebuild the club. Four or five years to rebuild the club. The next you're, manager you're United you're get. Sa- you're saying what you're saying here the about next you know, United rebuilding. manager, mate. But however long it takes, it takes Rick. It could take a season. It could take five seasons. He might not however want to do that. I don't think he, he might not he want, want to. But how, the only person that knows right now is him. The only person we can discuss it, we can debate it, we can talk about Spurs being the best, we can talk about United being finished, we can talk about anything. But the only person that it's down to is Mauricio Pochettino. We can't predict well, anything. Let's talk about we it. Did, <laughs> If we did predict things, then hey, you know what? I'd be a very rich man. 12 minutes past eight, I've got tweets. I'm wading through. Mate, I've got to Come on, Ricky. You've got to be fair to me. I've got to read some tweets next, yeah? No more Pochettino to Man United. We're sick of it. Yeah. If you-, you, you said he's in it for the long haul. Well, he's in it for the long yeah. haul at Tottenham Football Club, not Manchester United. Yeah. Okay. I want to put in one more question. Pads, don't press that button yet. I know you want to. What if Bit Levy don't back him again? Because let's be fair, I've just turned around to I've just turned around to Ricky. I said, "How far are you off of of uh, um, uh, you know winning the Premier League title?" I think you're a striker. I think you're going to have to replace Musa Dembele with a quality midfielder. I think you know he needs to have some substantial investment. You've done it the cheap way too many times. Your NGs, your Nkudus, your Janssens and whatnot. You've done it too cheap too. But many it doesn't times. prove that you but spend money. Many, you're you're okay, going to win. But fine, but fine, but fine. But are you telling me that you couldn't do with another quality striker? We could have done with another quality striker for a fair few years, but but look when Sonny comes in. There's going to come a point where you're going to need that player, and what I'm saying is he was not backed in the summer. Whether you buy anyone in January, someone turned around to me yesterday and said Grealish has been linked again. That was what a, a pal of mine. Well, was Spurs have got an issue you know, where they need to have homegrown players. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. That's, so you that, will get links you know, for you, homegrown players. Grealish, Wilson. Why? Do you know what? I'd go and challenge Chelsea for Callum Wilson. But we're sitting there saying that we're also sitting there saying at the same time that like Sonny's coming to the team and scoring, Lamella's coming to the team and scoring, Mora's coming to the team There's and scoring. There's so many options. So in terms of attacking wise, we've got so many attacking options there. What we do need, Spurs, is that Dembele's career is coming to end at Tottenham. It's that central midfield area that's pressing for Spurs. If you're looking at where we need to go on target, that's a key area. We've got so many players in attack. Yes, Lorente, you know, when he's coming, he scored this season, to be fair to Lorente, and he's shown in the last couple of games when he has come in that he's been important to the team. So. The second striker might be an option, but at the moment, everybody's chipping in for goals. We're talking mm. on the back of a night against Arsenal where Ali has scored, Sonny has scored, and you're talking about Spurs being clinical. I think Spurs, what, two two shots on target out of, what, three yeah. against Arsenal? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can ask for more than that. We've gone to the Emirates and won, and I don't want this to be overshadowed by this whole Poch to Man United link, because what we should be celebrating is a wonderful performance away at our biggest rivals, and it's the way we won there with such yeah. class. No, I, I completely agree with you. you. You say how far away are we from winning a Premier League title? We're almost halfway through the season. Yeah. Uh, we're sitting in third place, six points away from, from the leaders. Um, you know, Big money spenders, Liverpool, Manchester City, the only teams ahead of us at the moment. We're in the last 16 of the Champions League, in the semi-finals of the League Cup. 
it's not bad for a, a team a couple of you know months ago supposedly in crisis spending no I money don't, I don't no dispute stadium. that one bit I don't dispute that one bit one bit at all but the, the 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 reason I asked you how far are you what far away from winning the Premier League are you is not to, to ask you you know where you are right now I'm talking about in general in terms of Levy spending and pushing the club forward to let's be fair you've built a stadium to go and win the Premier League you haven't built a stadium to sit in yeah. mid table you've built a ground you've gone from thirty five you know forty thousand what our lane was to sixty thousand seats so you can put you know backsides on seats and so you can show Spurs fans you know what we mean business we're going out we want to hold the best European nights we want to be winning the Premier League and we want to bring it home but Levy has to put faith in the manager now Levy has to go and actually buy someone you can't be buying Laurentes anymore yeah but Pochettino is not the type of manager to go out and want like a Paul Pogba he's not that sort of manager or a Sergio he, Ramos he, no yeah. he, he, he no. wants um, homegrown talent and he wants young players who he can mould into great players he don't want all these so, so, so okay so for example you know uh, Pat Paddy's down we, we, we're just getting brick in my ear let's go for a short pause sorry about that Pads love you mate um, yeah the, the debate will carry on it will rumble on at Love Sport Radio on Twitter 0208 7025 is the number to call this programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Thank you to uh, Jim Bliss, who's tweeted us in that last word on Spurs, going, why is a Man United fan saying he wants Poch United? Because he's in it for the long haul. And then he's saying he wants him to cut and run at Spurs before he's finished the job. Make up your mind, mate. I think that's kind of obvious, because I support Manchester United, pal. Because I support Manchester United on my team. You know? Um, And there's your answer, Jim. There is your answer. You're going to be disappointed, Aaron. He's staying with us. Do you know what, pal? Good luck. Good luck. We'll see what happens. As I said before... We've got to wait until till May, and this is going to rumble on for a while. May, yeah. June, it's going to rumble on. And again, like I say, if Spurs where we are now, on the back of beating Arsenal in a semi-final, last 16 in the Champions League, still in the FA Cup, going really strong in the league, we can't afford for any distractions. We've been here before with mm. Harry Redknapp that season. We know how much that derailed us as fans mm. and as a management at Spurs and Daniel Levy as well. This is to Daniel Levy. We can't allow this situation to derail the football club. We can't because Spurs have got anything going for them right now. As we've discussed on the show, great manager, great squad, great harmony. Chris, there's so much to play for this season. How can we sit? I don't want to be sitting here discussing about the manager at the moment. Well, I was going to say, we're sitting, you know, being merry, eating, eating mince pies here. And that's exactly what Daniel Levy and Pochettino are doing right now. You know, they tweet, As we saw. They, they tweeted the picture earlier. So they're all happy in the camp. So you leave him alone. Leave us alone. It, all right, leave enjoy, him. enjoy Fergie's village, pal. <laughs> oh, here he goes again. Um, Martin Dolan's asked, guys, is Janssen still injured or what? Can we let go of him and a few more to raise funds? Well, I don't think you're going to get much for him, are you? The way he's been playing. But, Scrap um, value. Yeah, I, th- I, think he is, I think he is still injured, actually. So, um, yeah, I, and to be honest, I don't think we'll be seeing him again in a Spurs shirt. But, yeah, certainly a way of raising funds, potentially. So... You look at the moment, mate, in Kudu. I'm trying to think else we can get get rid. Yeah. Uh, Dembele, Dembele eventually. I think Dembele's got to go. That's if he can pass a medical, Dembele, as well. (laughs) If you'll bear in mind with Dembele, if he can pass a medical, because Pochettino's come out and said he's unsure 
if he's even going to be fit enough in for January. So then you think, well, mm. you know, it's months to run that contract. I don't see yeah. how Spurs can get a fee for a guy if he can't actually physically pass I a medical. Saw, mm. I saw reports in Belgium today from a very good source that they're kind of saying he wants to sign a new contract. It's just uh, the amount of money that he's asking for. Apparently he's sort of asking for wages the size of Loris and Kane. So obviously... When, when's he going to be fit never, Well, I said Pochettino's come out so mm. in his press conference post... Well, say post pre the Everton game and has said he's unsure if he's going to be fit enough even up to January. So you look at it like that and think... I was going to say, if he was fit in January, I would have a fiver on him going back to Fulham. To be fair, Razor Soko's playing at the moment. You haven't, you haven't got to worry too much. Soko's no. been brilliant. The big thing with Dembele is the wages. I think he's, he's looking for uh, a huge, huge last payoff, I think. So, um, yeah, I, obviously I can't see him going with somewhere just like Fulham China. just because of... Yeah, well, that's I think that's probably... His most likely bet. Um, They'll pay that. Fulham will pay the wages because they want to stay in this division. They're about to embark yeah, on an eighty million pound refurbishment at Craven Cottage. They need the money. Yeah. They need to stay in this league. Um, uh, THFC Daily News at Harry the Hat Fifty Nine has said, "Can you thank Chris Cowlin for his stadium updates on his YouTube channel?" Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you very Chris. Much. Uh, that's uh, from Harry the Hat. Um, yeah. I think we're pretty much done in terms of tweets. I've just got a you know sort of. Uh, so sort of just you know filter them all down um, what from Man United to, to Park yeah basically Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight is the number to call if you want to have your say tonight Ricky um, do you have another little question we can do I mean like I say just going back to the Arsenal game because I feel again like you say maybe we haven't highlighted enough just how important that win was we spoke about how clinical Spurs were on the night so let's put a question out here um, this is from, which again, it's back there when he came and we discussed it, but we'll, we'll bring it up again. Still City Spurs, is, is Kane a better goal scorer or playmaker? After that gorgeous pass, I can't be sure. It seems like him and Son could be used together with Son as the 9 and Kane as the 10. I mean, I'm going to argue that I think with any team with Kane and Deli Alli has to be in there as well. Those two mm. linking up, Chris, have you ever seen a partnership? The understanding no, it, like Deli Alli and Harry Kane, it's almost like they're telepathic, the same as Toby and Jan at the back. Yeah, ever since Deli Alli signed and, uh, you know, him playing with Harry Kane, they, they've had this understanding, uh, fantastic partnership. Um, they score lots of goals between between both of them and uh, they set one another up. Absolutely fantastic. And, uh, you know, long may it continue with them too. And, you know, they link up very well for, for Spurs and for England. And, uh, yeah, great futures ahead for both t- both players. Hmm. Again, I think that goal, I said it, it, it was... All about Delhi, you know. The, it basically summarizes what kind of player he's like. I think it also summarizes the partnership they got. It was just like he takes one. Kane takes one touch from Gazaniga's um, kick, and then he, you know, he's straight into knows where Delhi's going, knows the understanding, and obviously that partnership for Spurs is just so important. And the speed of it as well. But exactly. just come on, Chris. But the cheek to do that, right? The in a cheeky. North London derby with Spurs fans, you know, you're yeah. you're facing them in a game where you're one nil up, the chance to go two nil up to have the audacity. Yep. to oh, chip yeah. Petacek well, let's be honest about it Petacek back in the day was a wonderful goalkeeper mm. but that is the confidence of Deli Ali, the swagger mm, yeah. about him yeah. and again the celebration and we haven't even mentioned the fact about the bottle being thrown at Deli Ali. and I want to bring this point up because Spurs fans we seem to have had over the last couple of weeks all of us labelled as racists after the you know the banana being thrown and let's mm. be honest about it you know it's an awful incident none mm. of us are going to sit here and you know can, cannot defend that but mm. again we're talking about one idiot here one idiot, the same idiot that threw a banana, which about one idiot that threw a bottle at Deli Alley, and that's unacceptable. And Pochettino's come out in his, you know, press conference ahead of Everton and said Deli, it's in his maturity now. So mature, wasn't he? Because yeah. Chris, 
another player could have reacted in a far worse way than yeah. Delhi did, apart from raising the 2 0. And I think two or gesture. three years ago, it would have been very, very different. Mm, um, true, yeah. But it just proves how um, Delhi Ali has really come on and matured. Um, you know, again under Pochettino, um, very, very mature and. You know, to to get the last laugh of of scoring that goal, um, you know, and and, and going through to the next round, it it just says it all. Mm. I think the one big thing with Delhi is that uh, a lot of teams are continuously trying to get under his skin, and I think yes, it's like it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Um, I know Granite Xhaka. Uh, it was for it was in the second half. You know, Granite Xhaka came and tried to square up with Delhi, and Delhi just did not react at all. And it, I think it's just brilliant how, you know, he's obviously been able to kind of rein himself in. But as we've said, it's always important that he keeps that edge because that, that's what makes him such a great player. I think that's the difference between him and Ozil. Whereas Ozil, you know, he's never really quite getting the best out of himself because he, he doesn't have that sort of edge that Delhi has. Um, but yeah, I think it's obviously just testament to him that, you know, he's really come on and matured. And um, yeah, great to see that he's... Um, not yeah. Meg King as well. Exactly. Not Meg King. I was going to ask you, chaps, just on back to the defence for a second. Ben Davis, we brought him up towards the start of the show. Mm. I just wonder now, obviously, we sit, listen, Alderweireld and Vertonghen, as we know, wonderful defenders. We've got a clutch of some great defenders at the club. Sanchez, fourth coming through. But Ben Davis has shown himself recently to maybe be arguably be a better centre-back mm. than he's a full-back. I mean, Chris, you know, that's two clean sheets back-to-back. Playing out of position. I mean, we know he plays there for Wales, but they're coming to a Spurs team where the defence has been changed, the yeah. goalkeeper's been changed. He's quietly now coming back to his best, isn't he, Ben Davis? Absolutely. I'm a big fan of Ben Davis. Um, I think he does very well for us. Uh, Danny Rose, Ben Davis, is always that debate. It, you know who's, yeah. who's the better one? But what 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 a great choice to have. You know what a great position to be in. And you know a lot of people think that you know we haven't got the the, the strength and in depth there, but we we certainly do. Um, none of us ever seem con- to um, actually predict the lineup. Anymore, this is it. You know, yeah, b- b- before a game, if you're two hours before a game and you mm. say, right, predict the eleven, you know, probably none of us would get it right no. um, because of so many changes. But it's really, really working um, at the moment, and uh, yeah, Ben Davis done very, very well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I'm not such a huge fan of him, but yeah, obviously, very impressive the way he's coming, and um, and as I said, it's just testament to the way Pochettino identifies players, uses them in a gap in the squad, and I just think that's what. That's for me, I, that's what I love about Pochettino. I know I've got this Everton preview coming. I know Aaron's going to warm me in a second, but just to kind of f- maybe sum up and look ahead to Chelsea, the two-legged affair, what do we think? Because I mentioned it, obviously, again, near the start of the show, you know, we, we beat them at the bridge. Mm. We beat them at Wembley. The first defeat inflicted on Sarri. Do we think that over two legs, we've got the capability to beat them? Absolutely. 100%. You think yeah. as well, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. The 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 feeling of winning at Stamford Bridge. Mm, oh, yeah. oh my god, it that was, was incredible, just wasn't incredible, it? incredible feeling. Um, and and of course the win, we didn't just we did we didn't just beat them. You know, a few weeks ago Chelsea at Wembley, we absolutely battered yeah. them. Yeah. It should have been a lot more than three. Mm. Um, you know, so great signs and uh, you know over the two legs. Yeah, I I think that we should be comfortable winners. I know we don't. Do semi-finals very <laughs> We've well. We've got to start doing though, Chris, haven't we? We've got to. Listen, everyone keeps saying we don't do, do semi-finals. I'm kind of glad in a way that Spurs have got Chelsea rather than Burton. And obviously, everyone's Burton, but this is now an opportunity to prove people wrong. To go and beat Arsenal, yeah. to go and beat Chelsea on the way to a, a final, I think. Yeah. You know, maybe if we play Man City, that I don't think you can ever label it Spurs. They're going to bottle it on the big occasion because if you can go and beat on the way to a trophy, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City. 
games where you'd arguably say that's where Spurs are going to you know, mm. mess it up along the way. Mm. This is now a real chance, I think, yeah. regardless if it's a Carabao Cup or it's League Cup or it's Wormington Cup, whatever you want to call the cup, this is a mentality thing for Spurs to get over the line in. Do mm. you not reckon, Jay? Do you know what? I think I think one thing that we've really come along this, uh, this year, this season in, is our maturity. I feel as though, you know, Look at the Champions League. Spot I think time. I think we would yeah. not have um, recovered from where we where we were after three games uh, previously. So I think that that's a real sign that we've matured, that we're learning, and maybe you know maybe just maybe this is the year that we finally do a semi final. The Burnley game as well, Chris. You know, yeah, fighting exactly. to the mm. end. Yep. Grit know, and determination. Do you know isn't I mean it? this team just never give up? Do they? No, no, never give up. Grit and determination and. Uh, a few years ago under Poch, mm. we would have drawn... The, well, yeah. Even last season, we, we, we drew against Burnley 1-1. And these are these are yeah. games that you know we, we drew a lot of. And you know we've, we've managed to turn these draws into wins. You know Even if it is a 91st-minute winner, yeah. uh, you know three points is three points. And they're learning. I think it's key as well. The Absolutely. Arsenal game two weeks ago, we are learning so much. You know We took that defeat. We've come back. We've, we've shown we can go and do it. Yeah. Again, I think with the Champions League experience as well, when you look at those first couple of games... The way we have come back into that group, yeah. and we've got ourselves. I think you know we've not even had a chance to talk about the Champions League tie. I think Dortmund over two legs. They had their first defeat recently in the Bundesliga, mm. and I think Dortmund. You know, we've, again, we beat them at Wembley. I know mm. it's a very much changed team now. We've gone out there and got a result against Dortmund as well in the Champions yeah. League. I think again over two legs. There's no reason why Spurs shouldn't be confident in going to upset the odds here and get a result. Mm. Uh, I think I think we I think we do it. I agree with you completely. At half uh, half past eight, we're going to take a short pause. We're going to come back with your position view. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Are you paying way too much for your energy bills and insurance? You could be saving hundreds of pounds by shopping around. Find out just how much you could save by going to a spokesmansaid.com. Search for the cheapest deals on your energy bills and the best value for your home, car and travel insurance. Don't take our word for it. There's hundreds of a spokesman said customers who have saved big. Brian from Derbyshire saved £400 on his energy bills. Jim in Glasgow whopping £600. Kurt from Surrey saved over £300 on his home insurance and Tony from Northampton saved a massive £2,800 on his energy bills. Don't pay the price for not shopping around. Visit spokesmansaid.com and you could be saving money on your bills in time for Christmas. With a spokesmansaid.com Fighting for you, saving you money. The Opposition View on Love Sport. Time for the opposition view and uh, bringing us presents of gold, frankincense and myrrh at this time <laughs> of year will be Tony Scott from the All Together Now Everton podcast. How are you, Tony? Hi, guys. You okay? Yeah, all, all good. good. Uh, compliments of the season to you, uh, my good man. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. Um, first and foremost, the Toffees. What have you made the uh, the first first few months of the season under Marco Silva? It's been a f- breath of fresh air, to be honest. I think where Everton were last season under Sam Allardyce, the, the type of football was awful. It was painful to watch. It was an actual chore going to watch Everton. The fans were hating it. And it was just about getting out of this mess Ronald Koeman left Everton in. And it's, it's, it's chalk and cheese. It's in comparison where Everton are at the moment. They're playing some really attacking football. They're exciting. They're getting you off your seat. And it's one of them where you actually enjoy going to watch Everton now. And it's been a long while since I could say that, to be honest. And in terms of silver, what do you feel he's added on the field? Because, you know, let's be fair, he's been lambasted by Watford fans uh, for firstly leaving the club and then going after Richarlison. 
are you pleased you've got your man who who you know has impressed everyone? Let's be fair uh, so far throughout his time in the Premier League. Most definitely. I think what Everton lacked last season, it was just slow and pedestrian and there was no balance of the team. There was not, not I think you'd have to, you had the likes of Davy Classen and Wayne Rooney, etc. and Gilfie Sigurdsson, a lot of number 10s. I think what Marco Silva's brought to Everton is balance of the team. They've got Luca Dean at left back. They've got exciting players like Richarlison, Yerry Mina, Bernard, Andre Gomez from Barcelona, Richarlison on front. So there's a touch of class in the Everton team now. And the, the thing that excites you the most, they've got players to actually get you off your seat. I think Everton fans symbolise the, the players that want to attack and get up and at them, a type of players. And I think Everton have got quite a lot of them in abundance compared to where, where they were last season. So Marco Silva's got the right balance in the team. Listen, it's not all well playing Taylor. It's going to take time. There'll be a few bumpy roads along the way, a few hurdles. But he's getting there, and compared to where we were last season, it is an absolute better for sure. I'm sorry to harp on about it, but it was it was absolutely abysmal to watch Everton last season. But what he's added, he's added guile and passion and players that can actually get you off your seat. And they're really exciting to watch this season. I'm sure you'll find out on Sunday. Um, I'm sure obviously some very exciting news coming out about Everton this uh, this afternoon about the new stadium. I mean, what have you made of the, the new plans for this 56,000-seater stadium? And obviously, do you think the club will have learned anything from the way Spurs have gone about building their new stadium? Yes, they most definitely have. We've spoke to Everton quite a lot on our podcast and we do record our all together on our podcast quite literally within a stone to throw away from where the new stadium will be. We spoke to Everton quite a lot and they are learning and they learn from West Ham they keep on saying the West Ham factor to learn from Tottenham does not see when you're trying to force Everton to make a decision on a time limit and a time scale and how much it will cost and when it will be there they will not give it because they want to learn from West Ham and Tottenham there's no point giving time scales and how much it will cost and who's funding it basically waiting to see you're just putting it's no good because obviously fans are going to get on top of your back saying why isn't this done why isn't that and as a as a football club and as a multi-million pound business it's not nice to be questioned in that environment so they're keeping the cards close to the chest and rightly so but this news today only symbolizes how they're moving on with this we had the public consultation last last month and it's quickly developed now where they've got the capacity on board where it will be fifty two thousand with flexibility to go to 62,000, which Tottenham yourselves have got. So I think it's a nice balance. Everton have currently got 31,000 season tickets. They've got a 10,000 waiting list. There's not. There's been a few arguments on social media. Everton fans aren't happy that it's a 55,000 or a 60,000 seater stadium. Yet, I can see Everton, they're being sensible about it. There's no good chance of run before you can walk rather. So I just, I just think it's sensible from Everton to say, listen, Get with the 52. Let's see where we get with that. Get it sorted on the pitch first and then we can move forward. Hi there, pal. Ricky Sachs here. I just wanted to ask you, Everton, when I watch you guys, it does strike some resemblance of Pochettino's first season in charge at Spurs. He's trying to work out maybe the players he wants to keep, the players he wants to let go. I presume, obviously, you as an Everton fan, I presume you're delighted by the news because it's almost... I know Everton had this thing about the Everton way, a style of football. You want to see fluid flow and attacking football. And that's Silver. We have seen that in periods of his career at different football clubs. The question I think I want to ask you is that where do you see the long-term goal for Everton? Because as you can see at the top of the league at the moment, Spurs are within that clutch of clubs. Are you hoping that Silver can take you amongst that group? Or do you think... It's almost a case of, you know, making sure you can walk before you hit before you run, if you get my gist. 
Yeah, yeah. Hi, Paul. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good point. I think um, Jamie Carragher alluded to it on Monday Night Football a couple of weeks ago, just before the Merseyside derby. Because Marco Silva is obviously basically Pochettino's Everton. He said he's got a foundation there. He's got a lot of money to spend, and it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot, lot many transfer windows to sort the mess that Everton have been left with with Ronald Koeman and Sam Allardyce and David Unsworth. The list goes on, and there's players still there at Everton that have been there since the David Moyes era. You've got Leighton Baines, Phil Jagielka. There's quite a lot of them that need shifting out. So it wouldn't surprise me if it takes two or three transfer windows. But the main aim is to be in that top four. That's what Farhad Mashiri, the Everton majority shareholder, wants. He wants to be in that new stadium in 2023 and Everton playing Champions League football. And that is the aim. They've got a young squad now. In fact, I'm, I think I'm told last week that Everton have got the second youngest team in the Premier League. So it goes to show what they've done in the summer by getting rid of your Ashley Williamses of the world and replacing with your Yerry Minas and Luca Deans. They're getting rid of the dead woods and they're bringing in new flesh blood to get them off and running. So, yeah, that's a very good point. And I take it on board. He, he just symbolised very much in the, in the likes of, you could say, Jürgen Klopp as well. Jürgen Klopp's first season, he was getting to know his team. And it just shows you that stability, what you've got with a club, Liverpool and Tottenham, probably were the two of the best teams to watch at the moment, aren't they? Because they've stuck with their managers and they've got the stability. And it can, you can see where it only comes to fruition, doesn't it, when you've got some stability at the club. Well, Tony, it's Chris here. I was just about to ask, um, as an Everton fan, how do Everton fans actually view Tottenham now? Um, do you see them as title contenders? How do you see the game going at the weekend? Are you are you quite frightened that Tottenham are in town, or how do you feel about it? I, I, I fancy Tottenham to do well this season. I think, to be honest, they would be better going out the Champions League because I feel as if Tottenham have got a very, very good team, very good, team, and I enjoy watching them. And the thoughts from myself and a lot of Evertonians that, you know what, I like Tottenham because they play really good football and they've tried to catch Arsenal for so long and so long, a bit like ourselves with Liverpool, Manchester City, with Manchester United. They've been finishing above for so long and now you've got them. And I, in my opinion, I think Tottenham are a far better team than Arsenal in terms of quality and to watch. So, in my opinion, I think Tottenham have got a really good chance. They've just got to stay injury-free, haven't they? They've got a really good 11, and they excite me. And I, I'd love to, I'd love to... I think it'll be an exciting game on Sunday. I really do. I think two teams that'll go for it, Marco Silva and Mitchell Pochettino, will go out for leather. There's got to be goals in it, definitely. And I can see Everton... I think what Everton needs at the moment, they need a big game at Goodison Park. They haven't had any. All the tough away games this season have come against Arsenal... Chelsea, Manchester United, Liverpool, Manchester City. They played six of the top. They played arguably six of the top, current top seven, all the way from home. They haven't had a big game at home this season. I think that's what the fans want as well. They've obviously they've got one. I think Everton, if I'm quite rightly, they've lost one match since, since March this year, which says a lot about the home form. They are quite good at home, Everton. And they do get you off your seat, and you'll probably see that yourself on Sunday. So I think Tottenham will be in for a good match, but it'll be a good match for the neutral as well. It's the only game on Sky. It'll be a cracking atmosphere on Sunday, and I expect a really tough game. How do you see it going, Paul? It's going to be it's going to be interesting how Everton play this because he's got a bit of a selection of each. Marco Silva, I expect Jordan Pickford to play in goal. Seamus Coleman, right back, and obviously Michael Keane and Yerry Mina, centre back pair, and Luca Dean, who's been arguably Everton's best player this season. I think he's spoiled for Chase Marco Silva in an attacking front, and I don't think he'd quite clicked Everton this season. And believe it or not, it is Everton's best start of the season since 2013, having played them top five away from home. So they've just faltered over the last couple of weeks. That derby defeat, 
seemed to have knocked the stuffing out of them. It really did. That error from Jordan Pickford late on. A couple of draws in there, Newcastle and Watford recently, and that Manchester City defeat last week. So I, I think Everton will give it a really good go against Tottenham. That's what the fans want. You'll notice there'll be a really good atmosphere on Sunday. It'll be really well because it's, obviously it's the only Sunday match. It's the last game before, obviously, Christmas. And Everton will want to send the fans home really, really happy because they haven't had a big game at Goodison Park this season. I expect Everton to be to give it to Tottenham good style. I expect a lot of goals, maybe a 3-2 victory for Everton. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Tony, I hope you have a great Christmas and best of luck for the rest of the season. Tony Scott from the All Together Now Everton podcast there with us on Love Sport Radio. We're going to take a short pause now. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. Yeah, delighted to have uh, Chris Callum with us, of course. Stadium, uh, I'm, I'm going to call him Stadium Supremo. Spurs <laughs> Stadium Supremo on uh, on with us. He's uh, been tracking things, um, you know, and I think everyone's been keeping a very watchful eye on things, especially with your videos, um, Chris. I think my, my main question, it has to be, is, is Chick King still the primary eatery on the high street? <laughs> on the high road, sorry. I love Chick King. I go in there... Um most days they, they, they listen to the show yeah, yeah they listen yeah. to the show fair play to them hi yeah. chick king we miss you lovely blokes we miss you we do miss you um what's been your favorite part of it obviously you've been going every saturday um checking out what's going on i religiously watch these videos of my backgrounds in construction i'm interested i and i feel i feel quite privileged because you know there's some grounds you, you know you don't get to see them from nothing to to where they are and it's interesting you know watching it all being put together i think it's fascinating what, what bit have you just loved um i've really enjoyed it uh i never ever set out to do these videos it was purely by accident um i'm a big spurs collector and i was meeting somebody down uh white heart lane to to collect a few items from white heart lane white heart lane was being demolished i pulled out my phone did what anyone else would have done put it on social media, put it on YouTube. Um, it was received very, very well. Um, did the, the same the following couple of weeks and everyone then said, great video, looking forward to the next one. And I'm thinking, next one? There's not a next one. And I've been doing it every week since. Um, it does feel like I've been doing it a very, very long time. Um, been down there in all weathers, T-shirts, coats, hats, whatever, you know, all, all weathers, snowing. Um but it's it's been great to to watch the build. Um, it's it was really great when you could actually see into the stadium and and the and the south stand was like a meter high. Um, you could see straight in, and now to to see the south stand, you know, that holds seventeen and a half thousand fans, is just incredible. And uh, I was very very fortunate to go in the stadium in March before the roof lift. Um, the place just looked amazing then. Um, but as I said, I went in there on Sunday. And uh, it is incredible. Every single fan, regardless of what team you support, whether you're a Spurs fan, West Ham, Chelsea, whatever team you support, when you go into that stadium, you will say wow. Yeah. Because it, it really is something else. It looks absolutely mm. 
genuinely incredible. That's why yeah. Poch is staying. <laughs> exactly. All right, mate. All right. Well, we ban Poch talk. We ban Poch talk on it. But it it, it looks, um, you know, really fantastic. Mm. But you know, it's interesting to see how your videos are covered. I think my my favourite bit was the tree. Yeah, you know, you know, the trees, yeah. The, you know, the, the trees that hold they, it all they, up. They were absolutely huge. I remember them going in, the, the, the two trees, and uh, now they're completely covered up. Yeah, you can't see them. Um, I thought they would be exposed, but no. They look quite small now. Um, but I've, you know, I wouldn't be talking about the stadium if I didn't mention panels. Um, people <laughs> love me talking about the panels <laughs> and the roof cassettes and, yeah. uh, and now the paving going in. But um, whenever I'm saying, you know, the words all the time, it's because a lot of it is happening. And uh, it's it's been great because I've literally watched. I know how sad this sounds, but I've literally watched every brick go in, every panel go in, and uh, I feel like I know the place so well. I've visited there about 150 times now, which is incredible. Incredible. What dedication that is. Are you are you known on site? Uh, A lot of people know me. Um, Some builders actually even come up to me and say, "Oh, Chris, can you?" uh, I'm going to go back over there. Can you film me while I'm working? Because <laughs> my, my, my family really want to see me working on this stadium. And, 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 a, and a lot of people, it's quite historical. And they say, like, in 20, 30 years' time, mm. you know, I can look back and, yeah. you know, I've worked on that stadium. Yeah. You know, because this, this will only ever happen once in our lifetime. And I'm just so glad to be um, or feel like I'm a part of it. You are a Spurs collector, we know. Yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this question, but what did you have from White Hart Lane? I got a lot of very nice pieces from White Lane. Did you get the sign? The game is about glory. You know, you know those signs. No, I, I, that's what I would have taken. I got the uh, keep off the pitch. Oh, I got the flag from the roof. Okay. Um, yeah, I got some good bits. I don't Did know you whether, get the flag pole with? I don't the know whether I should say anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> we want to get Chris back on this show. Do you know what I mean, we want to bring him back. So <laughs> know, go that, easy on him. That game against Man United, when people get in search, how many screwdrivers were taken out of people's mm, like yeah, pe- yeah. people's hands and bags and all that? It was literally. funny that, that that finale day. I actually saw like six people literally carrying a piece of sign, and they yeah. were going down the road, and everyone was laughing. It was just hilarious. Oh mate, that's it, what it, you it want. It was huge. I would have had that. Huge. It would have been quite nice for, for the back garden you know that day still um for me being there it was it was such an emotional day yeah. the leaving a white hot lane i know obviously it's taken us a while but chris you've been in that stadium we're so close now you will say it's worth Very the wait close. it's worth the wait oh my god worth the wait as soon as we go in there for that first game um i think all of us are just going to let rip and uh, we're all going to sing our hearts out and i actually feel sorry for the opposition whoever it is <laughs> i really do because i think tottenham are going to give them an absolute battering um, because every fan is going to be singing. You know, I, I was telling you, you know, before we went yeah. on air, um, I went to Dortmund a couple of years ago and did the tour, um, you know, their, their one-tier stand. Sud Tribune. And there was about 20 of us there, and they said, after three, shout this word. And it sounded like there were hundreds and thousands of us there. Um, and the acoustics and the, uh, the sound systems in Tottenham's new stadium are far better. And, you know, a few fans were singing on Sunday. And it just sounded like hundreds and thousands, you know, there there as well. So the the noise is just going to be incredible. The atmosphere mm. will be amazing. Flags, banners, you know, Tottenham are, are welcoming all the all the fans to bring them. And, Apart uh, from half and half scarves, oh, no, yeah. ban. <laughs> ban them, ban. please. But the the atmosphere there should be incredible. I cannot wait. Mm. Cannot wait. Yeah, it looks it it looks absolutely brilliant. Yeah, do you know what? I think I think it's a very good point. I think the first game, um, I think it's going to be such an emotional occasion. I think um, you look at um, when West Ham moved out of Upton Park and when we moved out of White Hot Lane, we obviously both beat Manchester United. Sorry, Aaron. Um, 
I think it was <laughs> kind it, of get that. In. Sorry, I was getting a battery <laughs> tonight. Know, how convenient was it? Both clubs played. I back know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, nice. yeah. Very unfortunate well, for you, but but that's what I mean. I think it was just such. There was the emotion of the day that obviously both teams were just like, we have got to win this, and I think that that's why I've never really been bothered who we play because I think that. You know, the players are just going to be so fired up and the whole stadium. And I think that it's going to be, we have to win this game. And I think that that's why I really don't mind. We can start with any big team. I think we can win it. I'll, I'll always miss the lane. I'll always miss oh, the lane. Special stadium. Special so no matter what ground. happens, no. anyone that's been to Water Lane will always place. be remembered. And you just hope this place will just be like an extension of it. Mm. It's, it's funny, actually, because when I went in there on Sunday, it was really, it was such a weird feeling. And the amount of people I spoke to, Actually, one, one old guy, he was about 70, 80 year old, and he was almost crying. Mm. And he said, mm. I just feel so happy to be home. Mm. And when we all look around the stadium, it just looks like a bigger version of White Hart Lane. It's just, I, I can't even explain it. It's just really weird, yeah. but it just felt like we are back. Where is the centre spot? You know, I, I've yep. seen pictures of the centre mm. spot. Where is that located? As you go into the south stand, yeah. um, it's just on the right hand side. There's, uh, there's there's some lovely pieces and references to White Hart Lane, yeah. and, I, and I love that about Tottenham, the fact that um, you know some some teams they move into different stadiums, and we're on the same site, and the amount of references to our old stadium, and you know it's where where we was where we were for kept so our, long. We've kept our heritage, haven't we? It's brilliant. Mm. Yeah, I think that's where brilliant. Daniel Levy deserves a huge amount of credit for the amount of detail yeah. and time that he spent. You know, a lot of fans will. We'll be quick to kind of slag him off, but I think the work that he's done for this club and to bring us this incredible new stadium, I think he just deserves so much more credit than he deserves. And I think, yeah, very harsh. Well, we like it or not, the bloke's a perfectionist, isn't he? I think Chris, we've heard stories of Levy that, you know, he's asked for things to be redone again. Yeah. He said, no, Mm. I want that changed. Apparently, um, on a regular basis, he gets out of his car. He drives to Lillywatt House. Mm. He gets out of his car. He takes photographs. Um, If he's not happy about something, he gets it changed. Um, apparently, he's driven uh, and, and flown miles on end, um, you know, different countries to to source different wallpapers. So that's why the delays happen. <laughs> that's the uh, delay. It's, it's it's incredible, but the amount of work and mm. the, the 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 finishing touches that have, has gone into this is, is incredible. Would incredible. you like your home remodeled? Called Daniel Levy Interior Design. Mm. Um, is there any truth in the the leak in the roof? I don't think so. There's a lot of social media speculation. Mm. I heard that that won't be a huge issue though. So just some. No, nah, whack a bit. We're just saying, Chris down there. Chris going down there soon. You have a look. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get Chris <laughs> on the top. I'll tell you what, I'd, I'd, work, out, I'd work there for free. We'll just get I'd, Chris I'd a ladder. Let's get him on the top of the south down. Let's have a quick look. <laughs> get your ladder out, Chris. Get your ladder out, Chris. Um, we've got about two minutes left of the show, chaps. Let's begin. Well, Everton. Let's talk. Let's, t- let's talk about Everton quickly. They're expecting a big atmosphere on Sunday. Um, Goodison Park is always uh, an interesting place to go. It used to be a lucky ground for Spurs. I think in the nineties, early two thousands, I think always used to be a good ground. But Everton's going to be a tough venue. I think they have got a good manager. I think they're still in transition though. Whereas Spurs, you know, we're getting there. We're the finished article. I think to some degree in terms of you know we've shown away from home. Spurs' form has been great. Um, I think I'm going to predict. I think Eric Lamella is going to start this one. Obviously, mm. wasn't on. Wasn't playing as such on against Arsenal. He was on the bench. He did come on eventually, but I think Lamella will start this one. So that's. What are you going to get from me for the moment? Yeah, I think um, potentially Foyt might come back into the team. Obviously, we saw him return from injury to the bench against Arsenal. So I think that that will possibly be the other change. Whether Danny Rose will obviously be um, starting again. Obviously, that would be four in a row, I think. I think um, So obviously, that's a lot for him um, having just come back. But um, yeah, again, I think for me, the one change will be Foyt and Lamella. That's two. I think whatever whatever lineup we put out, I actually feel confident and... 
That's what's really nice being a Spurs fan at the moment. The, the confidence is extremely high. And the amount of people that I speak to before a match saying, you know, what do you think? Everyone seems to say, oh, we're going to win. We're going to win. Hurricane mm-hmm. Attrick. It's lovely. Yeah, exactly. You hear that a lot. Gents, thank you so much. Uh, Did you quick predict? We've got yeah, let's, let's have a Two on Spurs. Three one Spurs. Two nil Spurs. Two two. Ooh, trust goals. in the final safe. I'm going for goals. There you go. We've had it. The last word on Spurs. Thank you to everyone uh, who's joined us. It's your happy Christmas, everyone. Um, from everyone here at Love Sport Radio. We love having you on. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Pads. Uh, thanks, Rick. Thanks, Jamie from Daily Hotspur. Thank you, Chris Cowley. Stadium you. legend. <laughs> this programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.